Well, we left our homes up in Bristol Bay for the waters of Miami shore. With a hippo at the helm and our severance pay, we fly the pirate flag once more. Pirate radio with the ship and crew, we get wind in our sails and the sky is blue. There's a devil up our nose, so much work to do. Pirate radio. Well, the ship is a wreck, shit stains the deck as Michael Hollow's fellas make more. And Billy is a worry that he's got the scurvy, cause Chris ate all the limes in store. Pirate radio with the ship and crew, we get wind in our sails and the sky is blue. There's a devil up our nose, so much work to do. Pirate radio. Now Roy is a chum when he's on the rum, he's the glue when we spring a leak. And Stu is a mess, he does less and less, and Greg sounded worse each week. Pirate radio with the ship and crew, we get wind in our sails and the sky is blue. There's a devil up our nose, so much work to do. Pirate radio. Someone yelled ahoy, who the hell's cabin boy? Somebody named Tony, who knows? Once we got the skip, well a mean jump ship, cause he knew we would sail to gold. Pirate radio with the shipping crew. We got wind in our sails and the sky is blue. There's a devil up our nose, so much work to do. For the pirate radio. And welcome to another edition of Midweek Menches. I'm your host, Christy Yamaguchi Main, aka Waffle House on Twitter. And this week we got Alley Cat in the house. We got Mayor Matt Santini, and we got uh, a beautiful sounding ant in Brooklyn. Ant, g- give me some, give me some rich dulcet tones. Hello, hello. Here we go. That's nice. It's almost Matt, too rich. I, th- rough, I think. Baby. I think <laughs> I think I hear uh, like an air conditioner and something in the background. Like it's picking up everything. Oh, that stinks. No, I'm just I'm just busting your balls. No, my my wife's over there making coffee and the coffee maker's <laughs> going. So I'm thinking. Oh, that. Well, I mean, hey, look, I'd rather have that be a problem than uh, you your your microphone like hitting your chin and your scruff and your shirt mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. Okay, so I was uh, right before we started recording um, yesterday before I left for work. We have this cold, we make cold brew in the fridge every day, right? Um, we, we have one of those containers, we let it seep, and then we pour it into this dispenser uh, that sits in our fridge. And this is not the first time I have done this. I made my coffee and did not push the dispenser back far enough in the fridge. So when I close the fridge door, guess what it does? Hits the dispenser and it pours everywhere inside my damn fridge. And like, I close it and then I hear the coffee just rushing out. And I freak out, I drop everything, I swing the door back open, it's all over the butter, it's all over the deli meats, it's all over the vegetables. And so like, I'm already running behind late at work and this just puts me back like a like another 20 25 minutes and it's just the absolute worst way to start your day so i don't know if this is a topic what's the absolute worst way to start your day for you for, for y'all who, who wants to go first anybody got anything mayor I, i'll tell you i'll tell you one thing that i do that's very irritating and on a similar scale i have you guys will see me occasionally during the podcast and i'm with me but i have a, a water bottle that i have with me it's almost like my linus blanket but i always mm-hmm. have this water bottle with it. it's got a flip top to it well occasionally you know if i'm carrying stuff into work or something you know i, I may not flip that top down to where it snaps totally into place and all that right. liquids in there and so i'll 
if I might, you know, I might drop my keys and when I bend over, then water just spills all over everything else that I've got in my arms and all over the place and all over my <laughs> legs and everything. It's just, it's really irritating. So. Like a one man, three stooges routine, you know? Absolutely. Uh, more like Mr. Bean. It's the absolute, I, 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 I the thing is like, we, we don't learn from this though. Like, I know I've done this so many times. I cannot tell you how many times I have had to clean up a Exxon Valdez-sized coffee spill in my refrigerator. It is, it's so, it's just, it like, it sets the tone for the rest of the day. It's like my day is ruined from there on out. It doesn't matter if I win the lottery. Um, you know, it, it doesn't matter what happens. If I have a great day at work, I just have this, like, dark cloud of coffee raining on me all day long. Who else has got a shitty way to start their uh, their morning routine? Allie? So mine involves children. It would be them leaving a faucet on like slowly dripping at night like after they brush <laughs> oh, their teeth God. they forget to turn it off and i've right, gotten into right. a habit of like checking all the toilets making sure they're right, flush right. checking lights and all that but if they just i forget that one time i trust them that one time now are we talking it dripping are we talking like a flood situation here no or? no but it's okay. just a waste of water oh yeah for sure 100 percent. or they leave like in my hallway i have there's a light panel that has two light switches on it once for the hallway and once for the attic light and of course they fuck with it right. and they hit the <laughs> attic one and nobody sees it for like weeks at a time so who knows how long that thing's been on up there because you can't you can't notice it there's no window up there you can't really tell except that one time you come up late at night from downstairs and you're like Oh my God! There's a light on up there. Don't Why? you love? Don't you love walking into a walk-in closet and finding the lights on? Like, who? It's it's yeah. That's a that's a gigantic pet peeve. Little little piece of scotch tape over that light switch. Just kind of hold it down. Yes, we actually have a light switch next to the like the entrance to our bedroom that is for the weirdly the, the guy that built this house it was eccentric to say the least it controls the power to the pond pump in the backyard like you can't even see the pond for this light switch so we've had to tape that because my mom killed our fish one time when she was house sitting for us she cut both of those i told her which one was which and we come home to uh probably eight or nine nice size baby kind of koi carp fish uh, uh you know belly up and she had no idea and felt horrible about it so uh yeah anyway what a bummer place for me to take that and go ahead so first i'm going to commiserate with your coffee spill which is i i don't know about a month month and a half ago we bought some lemonade like and i bought a big glass jug and so i started refilling it and it would make lemonade or make tea every couple of days and and i had it in the fridge and it was on its side because the fridge was packed with other stuff. Right. And I don't know if it was when the door got opened or when the door got shut, but something in the cap got loose. And oh, needless no. to say, like <laughs> 60 ounces of iced tea is spilling all <laughs> in the fridge, God. in the like, you know, meat things below it, coming out down the freezer <laughs> onto the floor. And I was like just a like, scene oh, from oh. Ghostbusters or yes, something. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. But, but, but see, Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead no, 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 I was going to say you, you and you and Allie have have young kids that you can blame that stuff on. That's no, true. That was you become an empty nester. You can't do me. that anymore. No, that was 100% me. I wish I could blame my kids. But now, as far as the worst way to get woken up, I have a son who likes to get up really early and likes to come in and wake me up. And while I love 
a morning hug. I don't necessarily love it at six o'clock in the morning. I'd much rather it be six <laughs> thirty or even seven. Um, and so the last two months while I've been in Ohio, because I'm now back in Brooklyn, my father-in-law gets up at like five thirty. So whenever my son gets up, he knows he can go down and see Grandpa, and they do stuff, or they watch TV, or they put on that's nice soccer videos on YouTube. So to, so despite the fact that Ali's shaking her head because I was sleeping in a in a blast beam full bed and I'm now back to my king, which I'm so excited for tonight's sleep. Um, it like was you're making good a snow angel. I didn't, I didn't, I never got woken up in the morning because my son was always able to wake up and be with his grandfather. So that's, a, that, I mean, that, that's a nice, uh, grandfather. Oh yeah, no, 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 it's right great. There. It's great. And the added benefit is I get to sleep just a little bit more. Hell more. yeah. Well, just send him back to his grandparents' house. <laughs> like, uh, I, if, if I could, like... if I, if I could, I would. <laughs> he would do, here's the thing my eldest daughter and my youngest daughter are like concrete jungle kids they like the concrete they like the city right my son is much more like i want acres i want to run i want to have a soccer field in my backyard so i expect eventually you know he will end up out there with with the rest of his family and my other two will will, will stay here in new york and you know take over the house when I'm too old and decrepit to, to do anything about it. <laughs> many, 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 many years from now. Many years from yes. now. All right, what do we got for topics this week? Mayor, you want to start us off? Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna hijack and start you off, but you know, Allie brought up something in the chat. Oh we sure, get, yeah. We don't get serious very often. I wanna give her the floor as as somebody with uh, military in her blood and um i, I just I, ali if you want to if you still want to do that I, I would like to give you the floor yeah sure so just with everything going on in afghanistan this week i spent me and my husband or, or he's still in he went to afghanistan four different times i only went one time but we spent our weekend just calling our army buddies just talking about everything checking up on everybody seeing how everybody was taking it and one of the funniest responses I got was one of our friends was watching Lester Holt and Lester Holt was talking about how this is all kind of everybody's fault. Like everybody kind of takes the blame. And he said that he got up and wanted to smash his TV and was just like, fuck you, Lester. This is not my fault. I did my part. I did everything I was supposed to do. And that's <laughs> basically like how we had a very long, deep discussion about this because it is, it's a lot of sadness. It's a lot of anger. It's a lot of frustration helplessness, just everything going on. And I know a lot of people seem to be have become military strategists on Twitter over the past few days that <laughs> they think they know what's going on and they know better than, you know, I know better than the generals and all that. But from what I saw, and I was only just at like the tactical level, I wasn't at the strategic level or anything, but this wasn't a war we were going to ever win. And we all knew that. And the politicians just ignored us. It was all about this side or that side. And it wasn't just a 20 year war. It was more like 21 year wars. It was very short term, short term goals, not really thought out kind of thing. We initially went in there, we pushed the Taliban out in two months. They were done. We went in there by November 18th, they were gone. We were winning the thing. That's when we should have pieced out. We shouldn't have done anymore, but no, everybody got greedy and like, hey, let's go help these people. We can, you know, implore our Americanized values and try to make things better over there because of just the shit situation and how they treat women and little girls and all that. And it just wasn't ever going to work and just people failed to see that. But yet we wasted all this time, all this money, 
there was really kind of just a lack of a clear strategy of what was going on over there. It was trying to reconstruct a country, but what the Defense Department and what the Army and the military is, it's a deconstructive. We destroy things. We don't rebuild. We go in and we're there to kill things. Like the only reason we were there for reconstruction efforts is because we were the biggest massive force just amount of people wise, like it was mainly a state should have been a state department thing, but they don't have the people or the resources to do that. So, Hey, let's just get the military to do it. And there was just unrealistic, unrealistic timelines and expectations for us there. Whenever I was there in 2013, it switched from the buildup in 2009 to 2011 with the troop surge, it went into like a retrograde mode. So I was just, my entire time was just turning in equipment. So I I was basically in charge of all of the southern portion of Afghanistan, where all our units were spaced out and embedded in with all the infantry units, all my humaners, which are just human intelligence, they would be the ones that would go out and talk to all the human sources, get information so we can go out, find the bad guys and kill them. So all of their property I was in charge of. So I would fly to all the different forward operating bases and all the different cops out there, inventory their equipment, figure out what they're not using or what we could hand over to the ANA or the ANSF. And we would relocate it at Kandahar and we would turn it in and they would go off and take it. And it's just funny now seeing all the equipment that the Taliban now has. It's like, oh, I wonder if that's all the shit I turned in, you know, eight years ago, all that time and effort I spent. They now have all of our shit. That's so great. And I'm glad I wasted nine months of my life doing that. It's just it's just so incredibly frustrating. And the more it's just infuriating that just the rights blaming Biden and the Democrats were like, well, we've been saying we've been leaving this whole time. Let's praise Biden. He did all this great, th- great things. He's pulling us out. Okay. One good for him that he's finally taking us out of there, but two, he should have done it fucking 12 years ago. Whenever he was in office, he should have pushed for it harder as VP had a foreign policy. He should have pushed it more to Obama. I know Obama kind of trumped him a little bit, but he should have pushed way harder. We should have not been there even 10 years ago. It was we went from counterinsurgency mission to counterterrorism to we're getting the fuck out of there. And then, oh my God, don't even get me started with Millie. Millie has his own issues. General Millie, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. He created these units called Security Force Assistance Brigades. They've only been around for a few, few years now. There's five of them located throughout the U.S., but their main mission is to train, advise, and assist other countries' militaries. And they initially started that in Afghanistan. The worst possible place you could start something like that that place is not gonna get saved they're not gonna get trained you don't pay them you don't properly equip them there's so much corruption going over there they have absolutely nothing to fight for no wonder they left in 11 days they don't give a shit we didn't give a shit about them a handful of us did the ones of us on the ground did but not the higher ups that actually are the decision makers did Right. So it, it was not a surprise to us at all what, what was going on. And it wasn't an intelligence failure that what they're claiming, they're throwing the intel community under the bus, which I worked in as well. It wasn't our fault. We've been saying this. And they said, oh, well, there's so many different courses of action that we were planning for. Yeah, no shit. Everybody plans for everything. But this is probably the most likely course of action is that this thing was going to fall in 11 days because we were telling you this for years. The Taliban never kind of like we pushed them out, but they never went away. They just kind of cut their ties with Al Qaeda, kind of did their own little thing for a little bit, saw that we were leaving. It's like, oh, hey, here's our chance. We're going to go back and look how easy it is, especially when there's a country and a government who doesn't care. They leave. The army has nothing to fight for. So of course they drop their weapons. They don't care. So I'm about as apolitical an elected official as you'll ever find. 
Um, I'll get real emotional talking about this stuff and I'm not going to talk about it, but I'll, I'll, to you, I'll just say thank you to you and your family and, and all the brothers and sisters, yours that were out there doing what they could. And, um, I just, again, it's not, to me, it's not a left or a right thing. It's an American thing. And, um, anyway, thank you. Yeah. Uh, seconded, um, I got a lot of, uh, uh, childhood baggage listening to my dad, um, uh, talk about Vietnam and mm -hmm. the, uh, waste of time and lives and resources over there. And this was Vietnam on steroids. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, oh yeah. Was, so, so this, this is how, longer. this is how my husband described it as it is his generation's Vietnam because oh, he yeah, went yeah, in yeah. during, during the whole surge of it. And he's like, I can identify with them now. Yeah. I can completely see that. It's like, he now sees why like because he felt it's just a whole different army now from oh, yeah. when he went into when when i didn't when i came in and then what's going on right now he's just it's just heartbreaking it's uh i mean anytime you have one of those uh war on a concept you're never gonna win it that's that's mm -hmm. not a battle you can win um similar to the war on drugs you you know when everything when all you have is a hammer everything looks like a nail and you know uh, unfortunately I, I, that that place afghanistan has a very long history of kicking yeah. foreign uh countries out of it um uh, and we if, thought if, we could change it no yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, unfortunately says otherwise uh-uh no they uh they kicked the old ruskies out in the uh in the 80s um and uh and and they did the same thing with us eventually so um yeah uh i can tell you've got a lot of of uh <laughs> a lot of passion a lot to say on that yeah subject. it's just i mean it's just a lot of people at fault i blame ah, both republicans and democrats and i get that but my thing was just it's just make sure you check in on your army people or your military people right, that you right, know right. because they're we just we don't know what to feel and we've seen so many people like innocent people die. Yeah. One of my brother's college friends was one of those six that got killed, blow, got blown up looking for Bo Bergdahl. If you guys remember that, whenever yep. he fled, it's like useless. Um, actually, today, someone at my husband, one of my husband's coworkers, uh, died by suicide in his office. So his office was completely shut down today because um, you just don't know what's going on in other people's lives. Just to make sure you're checking in on everybody. I and mean, it's bad when the chief of the staff of the army has to send on a mass blast email to every single person saying, make sure you check on in on your people, because we know that this is bad. I was mostly upset over the, the extraction part of, of not protecting American lives. And yeah. so the process, and again, it's fair. That's not a, it's not a left or a right thing. It's just, no, that's what happened. That's that's, there that was wrong. And that bothered me because, because you're not mm -hmm. protecting lives of, of Americans. But I do agree with the statement that, was made by the president is that you know if these people don't care enough to fight for their own country why are we over there fighting for it exactly at some point you've got to fight you've got to earn your freedom for it to mean anything and i've, I've been saying do you think if and again i know situations are there are a lot of different challenges there but if we were to de dedicate two percent of the resources or money that we were that we spent over there to the people of cuba do you think they would have you, you think they'd be fighting for their own freedom I think they would, you know, there's, there's people that would, that are mm -hmm. dying for their freedom and you got other people that aren't willing to, to raise an arm to, to protect their way of life. Well, I, I and maybe Ali can answer if I'm thinking correctly. It also seems like they were content with where they were. They were content with how their lives went. They were content mess on a larger scale, being oppressive to women, 
that was just something that was a part of what they did and they were very much a male dominated society and they were okay with what they what what they were doing and they didn't necessarily want our freedoms they didn't want our ideologies they didn't want our democracy they didn't want us the russians or anyone coming in saying this is how you should do things and they were like no we're happy doing the things the way we were and that's sort of why i mean the the one thing i take from the afghan war as a positive is it seems that we haven't lo- i mean we've lost a lot of soldiers but when i saw the number that we had lost i was like wow that seems low for being there 20 years and i know it's not really like it's a it's a it's looking on the bright side of something that's sort of a large negative because i certainly agree with what everyone has said here and uh, you know i'll third thank you for your service ali um because i can tell you it's not something i would want to do necessarily but um you know that's sort of where i see it is i was at least I felt the number was much lower than I expected it to be, given we had been there 20 years and, you know, as Ali said, at least a decade too long. But, but yeah, the, the Taliban actually had the support of the southern and the eastern portion of the country, even before, like, even during our initial invasion. Like, the Taliban had half the country won over. Like, they, it was all about their social groups, the, pe- the patronage. Like, it was all ingrained in their, like, the, they were fine. They were absolutely fine with it. And we were kind of intruding in on their land and we were doing all the, all these reconstruction efforts, building the ring road. God, that ring road around all the major portions of Afghanistan, highway one, building all these hospitals, but they can't maintain it. They have no people, no resources, no matter how much money we were pumping into it, it was never going to be enough. They don't have the skills to be able to do anything. We were trying to make them like us. Most of the country doesn't even have electricity. They can't be like us. We tried too hard to make them try to come up to be like us. And it's just, it was going to fail anyway. But how we've all justified everything that's gone on is that we did our job. We did what we were supposed to do and nobody attacked America. So at least we have that, that these people didn't die for nothing. Will, I want to, you weren't here for last, and Aunt, you weren't here for last week either, but I got to go back at Allie. I'm going to come right back to you. I went and got, look at my teeth. Got my teeth cleaned today. Got the pearly whites going. No cavities. Everything good. I asked both my dental hygienist and my dentist. It, there is absolutely no trouble at all in, in rinsing your mouth out with water after you brush your teeth. The mouth has fluoride. The, the water has fluoride in it. And... They said it's personal choice. You don't have to, but you're not doing anything wrong if you if you rinse with water. And that's by wait, two- wait, wait, wait. Why, why was this a controversial statement? Allie says that you should not rinse with water or eat anything. Thirty minutes. Thirty minutes, 30 minutes after, 30 after minutes you brush after your teeth. Wait, this isn't now. swimming after you've eaten something. No. I'm not going to drown. And Will, thank you. Gunkies out. And thank you, Will, for confirming that you didn't listen to last week's uh, show. You just <laughs> oh, not at all. I, you know how many <laughs> episodes of Lebetard show I had to mainline around the clock. I didn't listen for an entire week. The week that they went to four days so then i had like all last week morning noon and night i was just you know mainlining levitard show every waking hour so i could catch up on the topics so no i did not get to lower after hours i'm sorry i will catch up on that as well he's getting to it yes exactly go ahead Aunt. so i have a topic i want to uh, throw out what did you all think of the interaction between Mike and Stu or the way Stu acted with him going <laughs> to the show and then coming back and the whole 
coming in, not coming in, getting on Zoom. I, I wanted to uh, to throw out to you guys. What did you guys think? Because I'm sort of have a have a hard stance on it, but uh, I'd so, like to hear what you guys have to say. I thought it was. I- I personally find it hilarious, all of Stu's, like, being a pain in the ass. So, uh, Mark from Lauer After Hours, Levitard Show fan, he is so sick and tired of Stu's shtick, his whole, like, not giving a shit about the show, not trying very much. For me... I love I love the frustration that I can hear in Mike's voice. Now with Dan, I've heard it 10 million times. I'm kind of over Dan's ranting and raving about it. But Mike's honest like where he is like you can hear the rage in his voice at the same time that he's about to laugh. Like he because he's he's almost like smiling at how furious he is at Stu in the moment and I know they love each other like I know Mike loves Stu Gatz and you know Dan pointed out it Mike considers it his most honest relationship because he knows everything is a lie right so if you start there it is a pretty honest relationship um I again I still I still love it I love Billy's frustration I love the new employees learning that this is not a shtick at all that this is exactly how Stugatz actually operates so well that was gonna be my that was gonna be my next question is do you think Stu <laughs> leans into it a little too much or is like I don't think is... he's leaning he's not leaning he's just he just is he's standing straight as an arrow <laughs> All right, so you know the guy, I'm trying to think of somebody that's annoying that plays on the Mets. You know, if there's a player, I'll, I'll give you a good one, Ant, since you're up there, John Starks. I couldn't stand John <laughs> Starks when he played for the Knicks. I actually had lunch with a guy, Eddie Wilkins, who's from the area who played on the Knicks for a while. But uh, and, I was, and I told him that, so I could not stand John Starks. And the reason why I couldn't is because he's not on my basketball team. I can't stand him because right, right. if he was on my team, I'd love him. But because he's not. Patrick Beverly is another one. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> it is so disrespectful to do what Stu Gatz has been doing. And Will, I know you. I mean, you, you love chaos. I'm a troll. Yes, but I'm a troll. It is so disrespectful to treat the other people that you work with that way and not feel the slightest bit of remorse or feel or try to explain it away that to me it's not even the mike anger it's the whittingham you could tell because whittingham every cut with him is a fresh one and he is just because this is all so new to him oh my gosh there's just vile because you can just tell that he is seething at at the behavior of not trying to do everything the way you're supposed to do it and it wears on me too. I I can laugh at it because it's not happening in my organization. Sure. If it was in my organization, absolutely not. <laughs> okay. All right. However, when your organization is responsible for producing content and you get as much mileage out of Stugatz being Stugatz as you do and people laugh at it and they love it and they love him for it because he keeps failing upwards he's going to play he will play the masters eventually he will play augusta at some point from from just being Stugatz like he is going to reach those pinnacle things that he's always talked about wanting to do by being the utter asshole that he is Allie? 
Yeah, he hasn't suffered any consequences exactly. from anything that he's ever done. So why should he stop? He's Fifty million dollars. He talked to Michelle Beadle's boobs, and exactly. he didn't have anything happen to him. Nothing. So he's just going to keep doing it. He's not going to get fired. You can't lose Stu Gotts from the show. You, it's not the same show. So of course he's just going to keep being Stu. But it's just it's so much better. Not yeah, like what you said, Chris. Not hearing from Dan. Hearing from everybody else getting so pissed off. It's hilarious. And. Well, what I was going to say, I, I agree with you, Will. Mike's frustration is is loving. I, it's so it, it's so enjoyable to listen. The reason I asked the question about if you think Stu is leaning into it, because if I was Mike, I would have sent a text message, "Go the fuck home. We don't want you." Like, I, like, I, like I know you can't do it every time, but I feel like every once in a while, Mike should just be like, "No, I don't want you on the Zoom. We don't want you here. You're you're." You're, you're being disingenuous. Just go home. Well, we survived a week without you. We'll survive one more day. Right. But but see, Mike is playing. Mike plays Stugatz like an instrument, though, to find out. Because if he if he's too forceful and Stugatz goes, well, you said you didn't want me, buddy. Like, I just went home, you know, like he wants to find out. He wants to give Stugatz enough pressure that Stu knows he's been bad but not so much that he dictates what Stu actually does to give him an out right so there's this fine line you've got to walk because Stu showed up in the uh in the studio like on, on the catching that morning flight as they're tracking his flight and I don't know if you saw the video I love the clips that they're putting out Mike's just exasperated smile on his face like what in the hell I cannot believe this dude showed up in like the fourth hour you know at, at the very last minute to join us in studio also this okay metal Ark has a policy where you can take off as many days as you want apparently what kind of policy is that it's a bad what? business plan i don't understand it, it, no, it, it it's is, a bad it business is the... plan for sue but <laughs> i mean for Stu. but i've i've there are a lot of companies out there that do have a similar policy, and as long as you don't really take advantage. Right. The, the reason I also thought Mike should have told him no is because Stu wants to be on the air. Right. Like, the worst thing you can do to Stu is say, we don't need you. Like, even though he would love to have the day off, he wants to come for 45 minutes to not have a vacation there, and he wants to hear his own voice. There was no big guests book. Yeah. Like, that's, that's when Stu wants to be on the air. Mayor, what were you going to say? I, I was going to say it's... It is Don't hold just, back, again. It's it's so I was gonna say it's so damn infuriating <laughs> that it, it just locks me up like it just did. I'll give you a real world example. When I was very early in my broadcast career, I was filling in for our morning show guy, and the the former station owner was in the studio and had a guest, and they were talking, and I was you know it's like hey we got to go to break, and he was like no we're gonna keep on talking, and he. It just continued to just kind of act like he was running the place, even though I was behind the board and I was so new, I was afraid to do anything. I physically got up and walked out of the, I got I walked out and he doesn't, know the first, he doesn't know the first thing about running the controls or anything. He's on the wrong side of the, of the console to do anything with it. And I just let them sit out there and just I let them sit on the air and just suffer for about 20 minutes. And then I came back in and went back to running the show. That's amazing. And uh, you had a you had a uh, one of those. What's the guy's name? Uh, trying to get him on the air, trying to help him out. You guys got him. You guys got him. You had one of those like take off the headsets. Uh, I forget the guy's name. It's from some bank guy, I think, that yeah. was sponsoring the show at the time. But yeah, like Ali, to to your point, Stu has failed upwards 
at every point. He's the one that started the station, that started the show, that did the deals early on. Like he is reaping every single benefit that has come his way and taking advantage of every policy that they have at this new, uh, you know, upstart company. But damn if it's not funny and on it like i just i admire because i'm i'm one of those i I don't like people being mad at me you you know type type people i can schmooze with folks i can talk my way out of a situation most times and stuff but i don't like to piss people off to begin with and that's the secret sauce that stew's got is that uh he he can do all those things but also he doesn't mind uh, people being uh livid with him in any way all right, that's a great uh, great topic. Who else has got something for me this week? I got something for you. Oh, Allie, ladies first. Go right ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. All right, you go. well, Billy, this was from Monday's show, I do believe. Billy came out of the box hot. He nailed something that has been a just right at my core for a long time, and that is Little League on ESPN, the Little League World Series. Yeah. And, and I know I'm on, I might be on the short end of this a little bit, but – Number one, the timing of the you've had kids out of school all summer long, and now you've got school that's cranking back up. Hey, let's start a baseball tournament where a lot of kids in the South and, and other parts of the country have to be out of school to play. Right, right. Right. The other thing is, and again, this goes to that, the fact that these kids are on TV trying to find their 15 minutes of fame, showing up umpires or trying to do your own special little something so that you get caught on ESPN. I just personally don't think it's healthy and um and again anytime you've got kids that are showing attitude and uh towards umpires i've got i got zero tolerance for that and i think it's a bad product quite honestly so mayor is anti-fun we got him on the record for that he's anti-fun he's anti uh diva he hates wide receivers that show any kind of character he hates baseball players that flip the bat Not he true. hates he hates any kind <laughs> just joking mayor <laughs> i know what you mean like it, it basically a few years ago these kids started going viral if they uh did something stupid on on the little league world series and now every kid is trying to go viral because that's that's, that's but that's also the world that they're growing up in you know where like everything is a YouTube clip or a TikTok clip and you know like they uh, you know it's just kind of ingrained in in the culture now and and so I kind of get a little bit you know where where these kids are coming from and I will be honest I would have been one of those kids too a hundred percent if uh, if I was growing up today me too. <laughs> At least, okay, all right. That, that's uh, that. That's how you save it, right there. If if you can admit that you would be one of those uh, kids as well, then then that's all good. And what were you gonna say? I was gonna say I also feel like it's like ESPN or whoever's covering it. Like they want something to go viral. Like I agree with Mayor. Like, oh sure, yelling at, yeah, yeah. Yelling at an umpire, whether you're twelve or thirty-five, is sort of dumb. Like you know, it's. I'm sorry, it's just not where you should be going, but. I feel like the whole, you know, trying to go viral is something that they've played into, like ESPN or ABC, the partners have played into right. wanting that clip, wanting the stuff to go viral that, that they're going to see. And the kids have sort of fed into that. Yeah. Also, Mayor, as far as when the starting point happens, I feel like there's some level of preliminaries that have to happen previously. Like, how do you represent the Northeast? You have to go through some level of probably prelim rounds. Not saying I don't agree that it does start late. 
the the World Series itself, but I wonder if there's some level of you know July one is when July one to August one is when the preliminaries are happening to get the fifty teams down to five or whatever the number is, and that's why some of the other stuff starts so late. That's probably a good point. We've actually had teams from here that have made it to uh, different World Series, and um, so that I, I I'll grant you that. So the timing, yeah, it's okay. But maybe I mean I still think I mean, but we, me and Ali had this discussion, you know, a couple weeks going back. The fact that school starts the second or third week of August in a majority of this country just seems insane to me. Why you would want to go in school the hottest month of the year makes no sense to me versus, you know, <laughs> going in <laughs> September 1 and going, you know, a week after Memorial Day kind of thing. I don't know. Very New York of you. The rest of the world is wrong because New York's got it right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> Look, my kids don't start till September 13th, and I think it's atrocious, but I certainly wouldn't want to start like – my mother-in-law's school started yesterday, first day of school, which just sounds crazy to me. Like August is like the best month of the year. I don't know. We have a, a lot of times growing up, we had a lot of hurricane days we had to make up. So having the school year be, you know, uh, a little longer just to, to compensate for storms and stuff was definitely a factor. Allie? We got a, we got high school football starting Friday down here. So damn, that's wild. Yep. What I was going to say is that instead of having regions represented in the Little League World Series, soon you're just going to have like TikTok having a team, Instagram having a team, <laughs> Twitter having a team, Facebook YouTube, having a team, and it's just going to be Twitch, companies yeah. of kids just representing that brand. Who gives a shit if they're good at baseball? It's a really good idea. What, watch the movie Rollerball with James Caan. That's an old movie, but it's about exact. it's exactly like that. A very timely reference, Mayor. All right. <laughs> uh, you're the Greg Cody of the week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Ali, did you have Greg a... Cody, he wouldn't be here. Oh, that's true. That's true. If he was Greg Cody, he would be holding out. I've been holding... That's that's where I've been. I haven't been in Yellowstone. I've been holding out the past four weeks. And I talking about it on your other podcast. Exactly. <laughs> I am working for free like Greg Cody is, though. That is true. That is true. We, we all are until, until the uh, end of the year. Ali, what do you got for topic this week? So they're talking, or in Stu's weekend observations, he was talking about ranking coaches and their flight attendant capabilities or lack of. So I was wondering, based off the show universe, who would be your, the best flight attendant and who would be the worst? So my push for best for me would be Roy because he's just straight shooter to the point. What you want? What you want to drink? What you want for food? He won't right. bother you when you're sleeping. He'll get straight to the point. No pleasantries, no nothing. And of course, Stu would be the worst because he would just reek. He would spill everything, bump the cart into the aisle, people, forget the drinks half the time. Hmm. <laughs> Who wants to take this first? So I was going to go with Witty as the best flight attendant. Yeah. Because he's just polished. He's buttoned up. He Similar to Roy, I think he'd be very clear and concise. He might use big words, but he's going to be like... Can I get you, you know, your gin and tonic, your this or that? And he would just very much be on point with what he wanted. Um, and I'm going to actually go a different direction and say, I think Schmetti would be the worst because I feel like she's just, sometimes she's just all over the place. And I just think that's not really what you're looking for in in someone who you want to serve your drinks or Smetty food. would be a delight. What are you talking no, about, absolutely Ant? Not. She, would, she would be great. And you, no. you know, those those are the exact ones that I was gonna put. Was <laughs> absolutely winning because Whittingham would go. Oh, excuse me, can I can I squeeze a little bit more of that lime into your water for you? See, that's too much. That's too much for me. Like I, I appreciate I appreciate somebody that is like that. That's that's eager to help, but like 
after after you like ask me the fourth question of what you can do for me, it's like, all right, dude, enough, man. You like you you you. We got the basics out of the way. That's all I need. Smetty, on the other hand, would come down and would not like say, "Do you want peanuts or pretzels?" She would look at you and go, "You want pretzels," <laughs> and you want because she because she knows everything anyway. Or okay. or what she would do, or what she would do is. Hey, I'm an expert at opening this wine bottle and then turn to the next person and be like, how do you open this? She's wow. very inconsistent in what she's Wow. Saying. Okay. <laughs> Chris Cody would walk down the aisle and go, ah, you pretzel guy, pretzel guy. And then just pie. throw pretzels at your head. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Pie. And then throw pretzels at you. He is Smeddy. They're the same person. He just shoots finger guns at you and, <laughs> and like laughs at it, at himself. Like that's the difference there. It's all you about guys, presentation. Maybe so, but like I just I want y'all to just come to terms with the fact that like everything you describe about Smeddy is the same thing that Chris Cody does. Just didn't you know, he's just the golden retriever, the Labrador that you know, he's got his tongue hanging out and his doofball. What about the snapping point of Chris Cody this week? Which by the way, Sui nominee uh Christy Yamaguchi main. Oh yeah. Congratulations. That's right. Yeah, thank that you, was great thank to you hear your 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 pirate anthem on there yeah but, shout out to shout out to phlegm because they forgot that it, it should be nominated uh and also phlegm reminded them that the uh the the long stat of the day was a nominee as well and that's going to kick everybody's ass so that like thank you phlegm for losing it for everyone i guess since he can't win it nobody should absolutely See, i didn't but think when... the long stat of the day deserved to be in there i i just thought it was I wouldn't have put that in there. I would have left it out. It's sort of his own thing. Uh, well, it was it was enough work. It deserves it. But for Chris to go at Streeter, that was that was like a side of Chris oh. that I had never. <laughs> I was like, whoa, where did that come from? That was funny. I think. I mean, as as everything with Chris, like he knows he he's hyping it up. You know, he he's yes. he's personality wise. I think that was more playful with Streeter because uh, Streeter is he he wants those votes, man. I get it. I completely understand wanting that. For me, honest to God, like, would it be cool to win a Sui? Absolutely, yes, it would be. I got to be the theme song for six months you know what i mean i got to annoy the listener base every <laughs> single, single day, day for six months there is nothing that can top that and nothing will ever top that for me will that you are a hundred percent correct that and you know i hope you win the suey but i there is no way there are going to be people let's just flash forward about <laughs> maybe 30 years or 40 or 50 years from now where i'm in a coma comatose <laughs> on the bed and they can't get any response out of me. And they're going to be going, oh, my gosh, is there any brain activity? And they're going, wait a second, his lips are moving. His, what is, is he trying to say something? And it'll be, wait a second, what is he saying? We left our home up at Bristol Bay. <laughs> it is so ingrained in everybody's brain, it will never. Exactly. Are, for generations, people will not forget that song, whether they want to or not. But I, I thought it was brilliant, and I was, I was happy to see you get the recognition. And yes, being the theme song for six months is grander than any Suey could ever be. I, I agree. I agree. That was a, a wonderful, vivid, and uh, awful picture you just painted, Mayor. Wonderful job there. Wonderful job. Well, we'll leave it there for this week. That was a great round of topics you guys brought. Um, Allie, where can we find you on Twitter? At 24 Hours of Le Mans. <laughs> All right. Mayor, where can we find you on Twitter? 
You can find me at uh, Cartersville's Weinman Stadium on Friday nights. We start high school football. You can listen on WPHFradio.org. Excellent, excellent. The uh, is that the now is that the high school that Trevor Lawrence attended? That is a true statement. Excellent, excellent. All right, Ant, where can we find you? At Diana, S T A I A N O. Excellent, and I am at Wapple House on Twitter. W A P P L E H O U S E. Go. Waffle House. I know I do the same thing. I sing that uh, in my head every time I say that. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Check out our other episodes we got dropping during the week, and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars.